2: Welcome in, everybody. It is your Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line, live from Las Vegas, downtown at our Circus Sportsbook studio. I am Ben Wilson. In for Stormy today, it is an absolute pleasure to be back with the former NFL GM, Michael Lombardi. Although, you, you know, you wrote, I was I read the, the recent updated NFL betting guide before the season kicked off, Michael. You wrote all about this 34-year drought of the Cleveland Browns not finishing ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the standings and kind of figured for them to get over that hump this year, they'd have to win games like the one they lost last night. And that's where we'll start with just a, a, just a debilitating, kick-yourself-in-the-face in the, in the face sort of jaw-dropping bad performance from Cleveland with four turnovers last night. Pittsburgh, with a lot of betting support, wasn't the right side, but that doesn't all the time matter, Michael. They get the win <laughs> yeah. in, in our game of the night
0: last night, 26-22. You hit the nail on the head right there. Those are one of the games that you handicap correctly and lose, and you have to move on. It's on to Cincinnati, right? like You can't let that affect you. Picking Cleveland in the game was the right handicap. Who could have predicted the turnovers, the mistakes? Look, the first rule of football is you have to avoid losing before you can win, which means, you know, you throw the ball into cover, two, and then, then, you know, Bryant plays volleyball with it. The next thing you know, you're down 7 nothing. At least you come back, you fight back, you get a field goal, you move the ball. Chubb's running as well as it could be, and then you get the injury. In spite of that, your defense is playing lights out. I mean, they're playing lights out. You know, they give up the one play to Pickens on the 70 yards. It was I think the coverage was wrong. The safety went over, the, over to the wrong side. But to me, that defense, well, I was right about that defense this summer. That defense is really good. And that defense is going to be, continue to be good. And even with injuries, they'll be good. They just got to figure out who they are offensively and how can they minimize Watson from hurting them. Because let's face it, he hurts them in a game where Cleveland out first downs Pittsburgh 20 to nine
2: out gains them 408 to 255 had the ball way more than Pittsburgh did by uh, to the, to the tune of about an 11 minute advantage in time of possession. You four turnovers, two of them returned for touchdowns basically ended up being the difference in the game as Pittsburgh wins as the home dog over does cash 26, 22 Pittsburgh. Uh, Big question I have for you, Michael, it's, it's kind of trying to figure out where to now downgrade this Cleveland offense, sort of in a, in a tale of two parts. One, it's the injury to running back, Nick Chubb head coach, Kevin Stefanski. After the game says so feared he will be out for the season with the undisclosed injury but of a of the knee variety and combined with a quarterback into Sean Watson who has looked average at best through two games a lot of expectations for him making a big leap after having a whole offseason to prepare under head coach Kevin Stefanski's system so where do you go with the Cleveland offense that basically won in spite of itself in week one and in week two was legitimately responsible for a loss to Pittsburgh on the road
0: Well, I think what you do is you you, you build around your strengths. It's similar to the Jets, but this is a little bit easier of a problem to manage. You know, everybody was excited about Jerome Ford's big run, you know, but when you take that run out of there, I think he had 15 carries for 37 yards. You know, so they're going to have to do something at the running back. Here's what I do know, and I tweeted a little bit about this last night, that the the Browns, the Jets, and shockingly, the Houston Texans – Are the three teams that have spent the most cash this year getting their team ready? Now it makes sense for the Jets and the Browns because they went all in. I mean, they basically went Teddy KGB and put all their chips in the middle of the table, right? Where I don't understand why Houston what Houston's doing, but we'll get to that later. I mean, why not call up Chris Ballard? Look, here's the reality of Nick Chubb. It breaks my heart he got hurt. There's no nicer kid, there's no better human being on planet Earth as a player and as a talent than Nick Chubb. You feel so badly for him. Mm -hmm. That being said, life goes on, the game goes on. This team's built around a running game. This team's not built around the quarterback. And we saw that last night as he struggled. They're not talented enough at the other positions to really allow it to excel. They need the threat in the backfield you take that away it's a problem they got to call Chris Ballard to me they have no choice but to call Chris Ballard offer him your two give him your two and your give him enough draft capital that equals a one and see if the kid will play on a on his existing contract and you know come in and see if he could do it you add that piece all of a sudden those odds are going to go up and the way they behave this year Ben it would shock me if they didn't make that call it with, with where people are saying yeah, go get I get it yeah people are saying go get Kareem Hunt okay great they, Kareem Hunt went to New Orleans and he went to, he went to Indianapolis he doesn't have a contract Do you know why? because he's out of shape he wasn't working out like nobody wants to sign a guy who's not ready to play I mean look Chris Jones was holding out but we saw he was in shape and he was ready to play ask Jacksonville ask Brandon Sherham sure. he'll tell you he's ready to play so why go down that road? <laughs> You know, Cam Akers isn't playing. If Cam Akers was going to help the Browns, he'd be helping the Rams. You're totally right that so it's a completely different,
2: me, uh, completely different setup with where Jonathan Taylor is at relative to the other running backs who you've just talked about right now on PUP list for the Indianapolis Colts. But you know, I also look at where Cleveland is at and think as much as Jerome Ford, he was the storyline after Nick Chubb left. You mentioned how the numbers are inflated because of the one big run that he broke. But at the same time, this is a consensus top five offensive line. Deshaun Watson, as a run first quarterback, has showed flashes so far just that the athleticism is still there. The passing is not only Zach Wilson and Justin Fields have had worse EPA plus completion percentage over expectations Who through two weeks say? in the Who NFL. Did you say? Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: You. Uh, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Have, oh, okay. Have been worse. I, I thought he was headed to the pro. <laughs> I, I didn't miss that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do. I just want to make sure we, we talked about that. Yeah, I knew,
2: I knew you'd appreciate it. But the the point is. Let's say Cleveland isn't able to make that trade. They don't get a Jonathan Taylor. They, they basically decide, let, let's just rely on a really good offensive line. We can make this work with basically league average running back play. Is that enough for you still? I mean, it's a, it's a defense that has seen only Dallas be better on an EPA per play basis. They're minus 145 to make the playoffs. They look like a legitimate team that is you know, a piece or two away from being a, a legit AFC contender.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see them not being able to do it without. They need an elite back back there. You know, nobody's going to go in the game. Look, the line's good, but how many runs did you notice last night where Chubb makes the guy miss, makes the first guy, makes the second? You know what I mean? I mean, those runs that Chubb has are just so damn good, and it's hard. And, you know, here's what I wrote about it. You know, I wrote about this for com online. You can go read it there. But I have – I've been completely, completely – uh destroyed by the 76ers and most of the things that they've done have stayed in my crawl and have bothered me for zillions of years including the Will chamberlain trade which i was too young to really remember but anyway they signed i call it the scotty williams syndrome ben they signed scotty williams from the bulls you know he was playing on the michael jordan bulls team he come off the bench he go 16 minutes he get five rebounds he'd average about eight points a game You know, so the Sixers, using their logic, said, okay, if we sign him and we play him 32 minutes, you know, then that means he's going to get – he'll get 16 points and he'll get 10 rebounds a night and it'll be perfect for us. It's just what we need. Wrong. When you take a role player and extend the role, he may not be the same player. I think we're seeing that with Madison in Minnesota. Really good behind Dalvin Cook. Maybe not so good on the own. So, to me, if the Browns are really going to go all in – they at least owe a phone call. How much is it mm-hmm. going to cost? In my new book, I wrote about this. It's like we're one player away. Teams that are one player away will make a trade. We saw it with the Minnesota Vikings. They traded for Herschel Walker. We saw it with the, you know, a lot of teams do this. And there may be some other back that you might be able to sneak out. I don't think it's Cam Akers. I just don't. Yeah. But I do think they need another runner.
2: Football done right, uh, by the way, now available wherever you get, to get your books there. Recently released from our guy, Michael Lombardi. I uh, just want to flip get a couple minutes, too, on the Pittsburgh side of this because it's, let's be real, this is a Fugazi box score. Uh, the, the final score does not really indicate what we actually oh. watched on the field from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And while you could say the Steelers offensively have faced two of the best defenses in the NFL so far, San Francisco and Cleveland, who both looked really, really good. Kenny Pickett, I, I was just looking at those, uh, those NFL Advanced Stats leaderboards for quarterback so far. Pickett, 26 out of the 32 qualifiers in EPA per play plus completion percentage over expectation. The, the movement on offense with Matt Canada, there's just not much space right now. Steelers have, have looked lost on the offensive game planning. Where are you at with this Pittsburgh team that is very fortunate to be 1-1 one one after getting back-to-back home games to start the year?
0: Yeah, very fortunate to be one on one. And you know, defensively they were down corners last night too. I mean, Fitzpatrick went out. I think Cam Sutton's hurt. So, you know, to me the, they have to run the football effectively. And I said all summer long, the one thing when you play a when you play a, a Jim Schwartz defense, it's hard to run the ball on him. The way he teaches run fits, the way he can build that eight man front, it's hard. And you know, so they had twenty one carries for fifty five yards. That's not that's not Steeler football. This week they'll play the Raiders, which is really a grade way down in defensive personnel from the last two. They'll they'll run the football. They'll look better offensively than they have all season because of that. So Pickett will look better, but. Your point's well taken. Everybody wants Warren to be the back all the time. Problem is, did you watch Warren pass protect last night? Yikes. Major yikes. Yikes is right. <laughs> you know, Warren had, six, Warren had six carries for 20 yards, too. I mean, everybody's given Nyjee Harris. I mean, I hear people say, well, he's a second coming of Zeke Elliott. Nyjee had 10 carries for 43 yards. I mean, you know, I mean, that was way better than the guy everybody's pushing. That was way. That's a yard better than than Warren. Now I think Warren's a really good change of pace player, and he's really good in the passing game. But he's not Tony Pollard. Let's not let's not go there now. You totally know, and, and yeah. I think Canada just takes a beating. He just takes a beating. You know, he t- he takes a beating because they play to their strength, which is their defense. And last night, you know, their defense won the game for him. Certainly did.
2: You also be very interested to see I from the betting market where injuries have resulted in the line going toward the Raiders was a pick them in a lot of shops if you wake up on a on a Tuesday an hour into the early afternoon East Coast time this is now Raiders a lot of spots one and a half even some books going to Raiders minus two with the additional injuries boy, for Pittsburgh boy. free safety Minkah Fitzpatrick the latest one was released from the hospital after undergoing a testing on a chest injury that from NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. but you already had a, a big defensive lineman in Cam Hayward moved on IR wide receiver Deontay Johnson on IR as well so this is a tough spot right now for Pittsburgh having said all that Raiders third first in EPA per play defensively through two weeks, whereas the Steelers just played teams number two and three overall in the Browns and the uh, San Francisco 49ers so far to start the season. So uh, that's your, your line right now, one and a half and 43 on the total. In the meantime, for Cleveland, big move against them with the injury to running back Nick Chubb, three-point favorites against the Titans with a total of around 40. We'll talk about the other Monday night game when we come back. We're just getting started Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line.
1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No restrictions. Offer by law. plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish
1: right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on v
0: the sports betting network
2: the VEASAN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up now and save 10% off a VEASAN Pro annual subscription when you use promo code LOMBARDI. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Remember to use promo code LOMBARDI to save 10% off a VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. You can sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. we mentioned open the show, Michael, you kind of pour one out if you were a Browns backer last night uh, and, and you, you lose despite feeling like you're on the right side. Hey, how about if you laid three with New Orleans Saints defense just completely <laughs> dominates for basically 57 minutes and then Carolina gets the the garbage time coverage dri- Well, not the cover drive, but the the backdoor push drive complete with the two point conversion. And you talk about misleading box scores. I mean, Carolina could barely move the ball and yet uh, that ends up being a 20 to 17 final a push on the side and under on the total on what was the low one of the lowest totals of the week down to 39 and a half.
0: But don't you go saying anything bad about that play calling, Ben. That's what Frank Wright told (laughs) me. Don't you say a bad word about that play calling. I mean, it's amazing when you get a reputation for being a great offensive coach. And then when, no, because nobody goes back and studies it, right? Nobody really goes back and looks at it. You know, in 2000, and when he took the job in 18 with Andrew Luck, they were fourth. The next year, they didn't have Luck. They went to 18th. And then with Rivers, they actually got it to seventh. And then lately, they've been, I'm talking about Indy, they were 18th and 23rd. And when they go through the yards, the passing yards and points, I mean, the last two years, he's been 30th in points. In 22, I mean, so he struggled. Like, he hasn't been a great offensive mind. I think the offense is horrendous. I, I think his offense is worse than everybody's killing Matt Canada. I, I actually think the Panthers. And I love Bryce Young, but I'm going to say this. I think the Panthers got worse. I don't think they got better. I think they got worse. I, I, if they had Bryce Young with what they had last year, I think they would be better. I think they got worse. They could run the ball last year. They had, they had power. Their offensive line came off the ball. I mean, they could move the football. Mm-hmm. They beat New Orleans at home with Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, last night, you know, I don't feel sorry for Saints fans, for Saint betters pushing because I watched the game too, they were horrible too. Like Carr was trying to give that game away, wasn't he?
2: Neither team with I mean, more you, than four point six yards per play. Yes, it was. It was an
0: ugly watch for sure. You take away the forty-five and the forty-two-yard pass. Olivia, Olivia Alave makes a great catch, and Shaheed makes a great catch too. You take those two plays out of the equation, right? That's eighty-seven yards of his two hundred and twenty-eight. I mean. He was. I mean, we've seen this before from Carr, right? You've seen it before. You watch Raider games. I don't feel bad. I think to me, I'm going to keep saying. I think the Panthers have gotten worse offensively.
2: And I was just. I mean, they've up, got um, worse as a team yeah you know we're the in the updated win total live now on DraftKings Panthers five and a half is where you're now at in season win total a juiced over at minus at 125 it's, it's almost like it, it's hard to even make legitimate judgments on a quarterback in Bryce Young so far when he, he's got no chance on so many dropbacks and as much as we want to jump to conclusions on a number one overall pick early and sure he you know eye test wise he looks small when he drops back in the pocket he is a small guy to begin with that was the big issue and, and why people were down on him coming out of college, out of Alabama. But when you watch the offensive line and how they get blown off the ball almost every single play, the lack of weapons around him to make any sort of plays, you know, it almost seems inevitable that you're going to get an offensive night of 4.3 yards per play, a team that puts up less than 250 total yards. And you're right, despite the Saints really doing nothing for most of the game on offense, you never felt like Carolina had a chance to win the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's this, this whole conversation we could have here about why the NFL is a copycat league and why people are constantly copying what other people do, to have this kid in shotgun all the time, to have no real run game, to not have... I mean, last year, the Panthers were under center. They weren't all shotgun runs. You know, they could run the ball. I'll give you the perfect example, the Patriots. Patriots are all shotgun now. Last year, Stevenson averaged five yards a carry. In the Matt Patricia offense, which took a ton of criticism... He averaged five yards a carry, okay? They averaged 4.3 yards a carry. Matt M- Mac Jones was not good enough last year. He averaged 6.8 yards per pass, right? This year, when well, they got Billy O'Brien, they're supposed to be better. They averaged 3.5 a run, and Mac Jones is down to 5.7. And they're actually a more talented team this year than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, they're in shotgun all the time. There's no play action. They can't make a big play. It's hard. You don't have, they don't have Tyreek Hill. The Panthers don't have Tyreek Hill. People keep saying, well, their receivers aren't open. Well, the reason they're not open is because they're easy to cover. But when you run play action, they become easier. It's harder to cover. Now you And look so at this where, whole yeah. trend of going... One of the things that gives me a sense of comfort watching all these games and watching Baltimore is finally they put Lamar under center. He, and he looks completely different than he did last year. Yep. Like this whole shotgun... We're in shotgun, we're in shotgun, we're in shotgun. Look, I'm not against shotgun. I'm not. But how about, what are the best offenses in football right now? Dallas, under center. San Francisco, under center. How about the Rams? McVay might be doing his best coaching job ever, under center. Cleveland, under center. Like, I think you have to have balance in that, Ben. And I think what happens to, to poor Bryce Young, he's back there. There's no help.
2: None whatsoever. One, it goes back to what we saw happen in the offseason where Thomas Brown's brought over from L.A. as the offensive coordinator from the Rams. And yet Frank Reich has been adamant that it is, is his team to call plays for. Uh, if, if what's if, to say, tomorrow, Frank Reich were to go, go up to the podium and say, all right, this has been a disaster so far. Thomas Brown is going to be calling the plays going forward. Where would you stand on uh, Carolina going forward?
0: Well, I would want to know what's going to be the run game because I know James Camp and the line coach is really good. I know James Camp and he's a really good line coach. Look at what that line did last year. Look at that line last year compared to this year. What's the difference? Look at the, the Indy line after he fired Gooch, who was there before he got the job. Dave, Goog, Dave, we call him Gooch. He fired Gooch. He brings in his own line coach. Look at that Colt line after the, over the four years when he was there. They've got soft, 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 softer. Like at some point, you know, like they're not better. Just because you change doesn't mean you've improved, right? Yeah,
2: long way for Carolina I mean, to go right now, and they lose Shaq Thompson at linebacker last night. Uh, Carded off. The reports early coming out of the game is he will miss significant time, and we are seeing a big line move be, uh, already on
0: the, uh, on the on the on the yeah, Seahawks I mean, for Week Three, Michael. Yeah, and they went into Seattle last year, ran the football effectively against Seattle, and beat Seattle. Think about that.
2: Think about Seahawks, that. Uh, good. I wouldn't shock me if this Seattle line gets to seven. It was a four and a half look ahead reopened, uh, Rio re- or four look ahead reopened four and a half, then reposted five and a half after the game last night. Now we're up to six. Some shops already to six and a half there with Carolina going into Seattle. You know, on the flip side for New Orleans, it's look, it's a two and zero start. But as you pointed out earlier with the quarterback and Derek Carr, you think about where, where New Orleans is in. they look so anemic anytime they even sniff the twenty and in. I mean, it, it's like the most impotent offense inside. The thirty, whereas you know from the from the between the thirties, they look fine. And Derek Carr has been uh, he's been about average if you look at the advanced numbers so far. But how can you have any trust in the Saints offensively going forward with how how just skittish, unconfident they have looked in those red zone situations? It's basically been uh, they've almost been over so far on their nearly ten red zone situations to start the year from a touchdown perspective.
0: And especially if you get pressure on them early. If you get like the, the the like the Saints like like the Panthers did, they got pressure on them early, and that was it, you know. And then in the fourth quarter, they've won two games in the fourth quarter. And how has the Saints won two games in the fourth quarter? Carrs made great throws down the field. He closed the game out against Tennessee with a deep throw, and he won the game this week with a deep throw, with two deep throws. But you take the deep throw out of the game and force him to have to move a little bit in the pocket, right or left, like the like the Panthers did last night. I mean, you know, he stood back there and took sacks. I mean, he st- I mean, the one time he just knew it was coming, he just buckled up. And now where we
2: go for week three, it's fascinating because we'll, we'll do a segment a little bit later in the show, Michael, called Will the Real Team Please Stand Up? Uh, thanks to our producer, Steph, for coming up with this. There's a bunch of one-in-one teams where we just it's like, where do you even go with, with what we've seen with good performances one week, bad the next? And it's a, a really good litmus test now for the Green Bay Packers, right? It's a, a line that has come down. It was Packers look-ahead laying three. Now it's Green Bay minus two with a total of 43. And quarterback Jordan Love has been you know, very up and down so far through two games. It'll be a tough sledding against a really, really good Saint defense, but but it's also a tough spot, Michael, for the Saints coming off of back-to-back, really tight games, short week, going on the road in the Packers' home opener at Lambeau.
0: No question. It'll be a tough game for them. You know, But look, if they can run the ball like Atlanta did against them, you have a much better chance. And we I mean, that's about the one Bay, fly yeah. in the Green Bay ointment defensively is they've yet to be able to stop a good run game. It
2: was the issue last year is why I had some concern about Joe Barry being retained as DC second horse run defense a year ago on an EPA per play basis. Granted, there have been injuries early, but uh, it, it has still not shown a ton of improvement. And that was the downfall for green Bay in week number two. Also offensive injuries abounding there for the Packers, which we'll get to in a little bit. They will be one of the subjects of our, will the real team please stand up. We have a lot to get to though on this Tuesday edition of the Lombardi line, whole lot of headlines around the league market. I got my odd screen in front of me, Michael numbers are flashing popping moving everywhere as we get into week three of the nfl we'll discuss some of the top headlines when we come back
1: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com. Boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year. From first match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinett Financial LLC, member SIPC.
0: This is the Lombardi
1: Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatone,
0: on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network
2: looking to be a better better? of course you are. And tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That is Juice, R-E-E-L in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports betters in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool. Juice Reel, that is juice like orange juice, Reel, R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free. Download Juice real your iphone or android device today and become a better better with michael lombardi i'm ben wilson in for stormy today we as have as i mentioned right before the last break michael a whole lot of odds moving already on the market going into NFL week three and a lot of injuries to get to we'll talk a lot of running backs right now because Saquon Barkley of the Giants he is going to be out at least the next couple of weeks ankle injury confirmed after the win coming from behind over the Arizona Cardinals and now a short week too for the Giants you go to San Francisco after getting an absolute gift in the desert against Arizona seeing this line basically 10 market wide has been some buyback after the 49ers got as high as 11 but you have to wonder where does this Giants offense go and what does it look like without Saquon Barkley and against one of the best units in the league in San Francisco
0: well the, one of the best units in the league didn't play like one of the best units in the league last week right I mean you got to give McVay credit and, and I know they threw it 55 times in the game but you know they held their own in there and, and Matthew Stafford was flying it across he only was sacked one time he had to move a bunch but give them credit they had a great game plan I, I think what the Rams have done with this lack of talent that they have is remarkable can the d- Giants duplicate that I think it's going to take all their efforts because the Niners just didn't look as dominant as they did on offense defensively against the Steelers. They didn't look that way here. Now, I know we took the meaningless field goal for the point differential. I'm I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that his analytical guy said, take the points in the press box. I'm convinced of that, like (laughs) in the tiebreaker, because there's no way Sean would have thought You know, he would have kneeled it down, but somebody said it. No, it's a good idea. Okay, that's why the guy's up there. But. I, this is a hard one for the. I mean, they're going to get pressure. We saw last week when Arizona was fresh, they did put pressure on Daniel Jones. But in the second half, when they were tired, it was touchdown, 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 field goal, of the last four drives. So this one's a hard one for them. And and look, let's face it, the Giants. We had such high hopes for them defensively. They were so good on third down last year, so good in the red area. This year, they've yet to force a turnover, and they've given up forty. They've given up seventy-four points in two games. To you know, and let's face it, the Cowboys didn't move the ball that much on them. It was more turnovers. But the Cardinals, what Joshua Dobbs did.
2: If it wasn't for a complete self-implosion of Arizona, that's probably not even a competitive game. If we're being honest, 28-7, mid third quarter, Arizona had the game won. were are 16 half point live favorites. And then, uh, you all know the rest. Giants come back, win uh, win the game remarkably, 31-28. Yeah, I look at the offensive line and see a left tackle in Andrew Thomas, who's been banged up to start the year. He is questionable. Now Ben Bredesen, the left guard, is on the injury report. Yeah, the, the most surprising thing to me, you kind of alluded to it with the 49ers-Rams uh, game, was that Rams have a pretty weak, at least on paper, O-line, and yet, they held up really well for about a half and, and a you know, half of the third quarter against San Francisco. You have to think, though, after San Francisco really turned up the pressure defensively in the second half, you see that translate into Thursday night where uh, this, this Giants offensive line with no Barkley to help out Jones as a quarterback. You have to think it's going to be rough sledding for this Giants offense and a big reason why I'd imagine the total probably like a team total for the Giants will end up being really, really low. It's a 45 overall total right now, which uh, generally correlates to around 17 and a half on that uh, that team total with 27 and a half for San Francisco. Hard for me to see the Giants getting more than 17, don't you
0: think? Yeah, me too. But look, I mean, the Rams blocked them earlier. I mean, they didn't. let's face it, Alaric Johnson, Jackson, the left tackle, he played really well against Bosa. I mean, you know, Bosa's a great, they held up, which shocked me. I thought they would take it over, but they didn't. And Stafford had time. And, and I think, like I said earlier, McVay did a great job of game planning that. And they did a wonderful – they were able to do it. I mean, look, I'm going to tell you something. If Burrow doesn't play on Sunday in Cincinnati, the the Rams will beat the Bengals. The Rams will beat the Bengals. They're not going to beat it with Jake Brown. I mean, Matthew Stafford will throw the ball effectively against them, and they'll protect because let me say that the, the Rams' offensive line blocked the 49ers as well as anybody. They'll block the Bengal front.
2: Sure. I, it just, the last thought for me, Thursday night football, I, you know, it's, it's hard to want to lay a huge, you know, double digit number on a short week. These games tend to be very sloppy and uh, uh, tough games to get through on Thursday night. Hard to want to lay 10 with San Francisco, but a team total under 17 and a half on the giants set. That, that to me is the way to play Thursday night football. If you were wanting to bet that before the total comes down and you talk about injury news you know, market, Michael is reacting. You speak of Joe burrow as a quarterback for Cincinnati. Like this market reaction is almost indicating the expectation that burrow will not be out there for the, late Monday night yeah. football start against the Rams. We're, I'm seeing one and a half as low. Some offshore books are down one to and a half, one market wide. Too, so man. you think that's how it ends up playing out in Cincy?
0: I mean, DraftKings, New Jersey has it minus two. Here I am. So, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why the books move in this number. And let's be honest here. The Bengals haven't played well. I mean, they can't get the they're in one formation all the time. I was having this conversation with a coach today in the league about you know people catch up to you at some point they're in 11 they've taken chase out of the game he's got seven, he's got seven catches for 70 yards or something like that he's averaging 10 yards a catch can't make doesn't make any explosive plays you know you're asking burrow on a bad calf to drive the ball he can't drive it I mean forget the injury at the end of the game I thought he was struggling to drive the ball watching the game. Even if he plays, he's not going to be very good. They don't have a run game. They don't have a lead blocker. They can't control the edge of the line. I, I think they're in trouble. And defensively, they're not the same team. I mean, the safeties—you know—they—they they lose. They, you know, they lose both starting safeties, and then now they have injuries creeping up on them. I, I, I think to me, the way the Ram look, the Rams are playing better than the Bengals right now. If Burrow doesn't play, but even if Burrow plays. If that number, cre- that number is never going back to seven, even if Burrow plays, because the book's telling you if he plays, he's not going to be very good anyway. Yeah,
2: anywhere from one to two in the market. And uh, this was a you know, look ahead of seven and a half. It reopened on uh, Sunday night at six and a half. And now here we go all the way down to uh, some ones, one and a half or twos. I'm sure a lot of betters. Now, this is, isn't available right now because of the Burrow injury question marks, Michael. But I'm sure a lot of betters will look at Cincinnati and they go, well, they were 0 2 last year. Looked awful the first two weeks, different made, the, made the playoffs uh, and, and were a good in-season bet to get to, to get there. Look, Cincinnati at 0-2, I, I look at them as being much in a much different place than they were at this time a season ago. And you talk about the defensive personnel losses, 22nd in defensive EPA per play so far through two weeks. I, to me, that feels like a sucker bet right now. As much as we know it's a high ceiling for Cincinnati, I don't know how you can say, well, just because they did it last year, you should go ahead and try to get a better number on a to-make-the-playoff bet right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no question that last year. I mean, I keep saying this all the time. Last year is last year. Then is then. Now is now. And until we figure that out, we're never going to be very good in betting. You got to move past that, right? Then is then. Now is now. And I, and I think to me, that that's the most important thing. I mean, the Bengals they're having a hard time blocking. Jonah Williams is having a hard time blocking. They're going to have a hard time blocking Aaron Donald.
2: Think about that total too. Where it, where it goes from here? I, I, I think my biggest advice on that game, you know, look ahead. Total was forty five and a half. So we've already seen a five plus point move with the expectation Burrow is out. Yet the total's only gone down a couple points. To me, Michael, that's not really that's not really indicative of and, and taking into account fully the injury scope here. So if there's a number actually to get behind, you think about the strength and, and how the, the Rams pass rush can can look especially against a backup quarterback and, uh, and Jake Browning of Cincinnati. I'd expect that number to go even lower uh, sitting at 43.5 right now amidst a bunch of our our injury concerns here for week number three. I just want to throw one other at you real quick here, Michael. We mentioned uh, running backs here to start the segment and uh, this Charger-Vikings game. Could this be the most unbettable game in NFL history? Chargers and Vikings. couple of 0-2 teams where uh, no timeline for running back Austin Eckler. That's the report out of uh, the Chargers and head coach Brandon Staley as he comes back from his ankle injury. So No Eckler and uh, yet another kind of vintage Chargers performance over the weekend where they had the game in the balance, had the game and the opportunity to win and yet couldn't do anything offensively as the defense uh, certainly let uh, a bad Tennessee offense
0: back. Did you take notes on that two-minute drive? It wasn't good. At the end of the game? Did you see? I mean, it was the most amazing two-minute drive I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's got the ball at the 49-yard line with two minutes to go in all three timeouts. And he basically runs. I think he runs like eight plays. Let's just let clock time just tick off the clock like, incessantly, and he ends up at first and he ends up at first and ten at his fourteen with fifty one seconds and all three timeouts, and he ends up running three more plays. Yep.
2: Yeah. as a as a Titans better,
0: I had a teaser plus three. three I and had the tight. I recommended uh, the Titans too. I know you like. And them. I thought yeah. for sure it was a loss. I thought I it was too. definitely going to be they were going to give up the score, and yet they, And then in overtime. They do what Joystick typically always does. He comes out, he throws three incomplete passes, punts the ball back, and next thing you know, they lose. I the think, you know, everyone wants to focus on... I actually on, like them um, this week, though. You know. I, I actually I think this will be a shootout this week.
2: Huge move to the over, by the way. This was
0: 50-51 when the line came out. We're up to yeah. 54 now, so... Th- 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 this <laughs> is a very hard week it's an easy week for survivor it's a hard week for picking games because of the point spreads being the so many games above the three and a half in that you know in that six to eight yeah. nine Then we got 13 we got a 12 you know what i mean
2: factor in injuries it, it is a very challenging week three and a lot of that is we've watched a number of teams in the league look really good one of the two weeks look really bad the other and that's why we'll, we'll dive into our will the real team please stand up segment next here on the lombardi line we'll talk
1: some bills we'll talk some lions after the break